0: Well, I am so glad it's Friday, and I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida.
2: (laughs) And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Friday, October 7th. Episode 3034 brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse world. It's Friday,
3: and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day. With some fun guests
0: and some really bad ads,
2: enjoy the show.
0: Well, we asked listeners if any of you out there had world records, and no, we the- didn't.
2: That is not how that started. Uh, yeah, we you you did a
0: weird news where we talked about world records, and then we asked if any listeners had a world record.
2: I didn't even think we asked. We just blessedly found out about one of our listeners who holds a world record in something.
0: And actually, there were a couple more, but this one was unique, so we're getting her on today to talk about it.
2: There were more? Oh, my gosh. there were a
0: couple more. Uh, And also, was Monty able to help... Jamie with the bucking horse. We'll find out that today. And we have some really bad ads. Plus we're going to be announcing the prizes for really bad ads for the next month. We have now have the prizes to let you know about that. There won't be an auditor post show today as we both have some business stuff we have to get taken care of.
2: I got a bucking horse to deal with. So that's that's what I'm doing. (laughs) That's right. I'm working on farm boy time right now
0: (laughs) (laughs) before you go before you lose him again. So, uh, did you see the story? of Shane Adams and his horse, Mongo? No,
2: tell me everything, because I've only read the blurb.
0: Okay, so apparently what happened is Shane Adams was camping in Utah, in the West Desert, with his horse. They were doing trail riding and stuff. And a herd of wild Mustangs ran, ran past, and Mongo decided that he'd rather hang out with them than at camp, so he took off with the Mustangs. He apparently was tied or something. I don't, I don't know exactly that part of the story. Well, Adams was distraught. This was his favorite horse. He was all—he was just distraught. He spent years looking for this horse in the desert with the Mustangs. He would ride out every weekend for three years looking for this horse. So he spent a lot of time looking for this horse. His son made up songs about missing Mungo, and he talked about Mungo in the past tense, like he was gone forever, or so he thought. Get this. The Bureau of Land Management rounded up a herd of Mustangs near a military property out in Utah, last in the last week of september one horse was not like the others and they checked he had a brand they checked the brand and they matched it to one adams had reported missing eight years ago it was mongo
2: oh my god oh my god oh my god do you know what i'm gonna say right now what have you not seen the movie? This is a movie. This is called The Man from Snowy River. Okay. Here's what happens. is uh, Jim and his dad were cutting down logs trying to get a trap to set up to catch some Brumbies. And then what happened is the wild horses ran by and then Bess snapped her halter and lead rope and ran off with the Brumbies. And the whole entire movie he's trying to get Bess back, bring her back to him. And you can see them galloping around because she's the one with the halter hanging around her neck. And then she's running about. And then, hey, you know what? His dad would and died had best not be, spoiler alert, best not run off with the Brumbies. And then at the end, guess what happens? Jim Craig has to hop on his horse, Denny, and gallop around and chase him with the herds to try to catch him because the colt worth a thousand pounds had been released into the herd, and Kirk Douglas saw Jim did it, but didn't it? Was the other jerk face? And oh my god, this is the exact movie. Except for the you know the BLM.
0: Except there was for no the helicopters. That, that was fake and this was real. And uh, do you think Mongo watched the movie?
2: It's not fake. <laughs> Glenn, it happened in the late 1800s. It's well documented.
0: So, yeah, Mongo, they called him up and said, "Hey, look, we found your missing horse." And apparently, he was quite shocked. <laughs> uh, he's 18 years old now and a few hundred pounds underweight. Uh, but he said he's got him back. He'll get him back to fighting weight. What's the name of the again. owner? It's Shane
2: Adams. No, it's not. It's Jim Craig.
0: <laughs> Shane Adams. The horse's name is Mongo. Uh, it was in Utah, I need Jim Australia. Craig on the show
2: somehow, and this is going to be my get. Okay, this is it. Tom Somebody Burlington has- will come on the show. <laughs> people will write me back. I'm going to need Shane Adams, who I will address in the entire interview as Jim Craig.
0: <laughs> I just thought it was a fun story and a good story for a Friday.
2: It is a good story. It's the man. It's the movie, <laughs> except for the helicopter part that rounded him up. But whatever. It's, it's the movie. Bess! Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy,
0: happy birthday
2: <laughs>
0: Jennifer's going to see if we can round Shane up and get him on the show, and you can ask him if, he ever, if he's ever seen the movie. And my guess oh. is No. <laughs>
2: Of course he has. If he has a horse and he's riding out in the wild, everybody's seen that movie, Glenn. Everybody has a horse. (laughs) If you haven't, for shame.
0: (laughs) All right. uh, Happy birthdays to the following auditors. We have Felicia Pandorf, Nikki Lambert, who does the WTF show in the auditor room, Uh, Mariana Allen, and Kara Popplestone. So happy birthday to all of you. And it's your turn.
2: Well, I'll give you, a, a, obviously Monty and Farm Boy get a daily winnie, but we'll get into them later. What I do want to tell you is the coolest thing happened. You know, I had this horse named Sky Ride and Run Forest Run. They've been with me, gosh, only for like a week, but I started them um, that came from, came from Horse and Hound and both that they, they were just best friends when they, when they were at Horse and Hound. And then, they, and they both ran a lot and they both were very successful race horses. I would imagine their conversations were, you know, always talking about the glory days, two geldings, super good friends. They come here together. They start training. They're so chill and relaxed and nice. And, um, they just got adopted together, Glenn, by really? a family that's going to keep them on 20 acres and trail ride them a couple. Beautiful, sweet people, and they adopted them together. And it was like, "Oh, I'm just kidding, it's
4: so nice because they're friends, and they don't want to separate." You were too
0: emotional things. for this job. It's so nice. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often,
2: though. Uh, no, nobody's like, "I want to, I want both of them, I want both of them." No, no. But these guys are like looking for some. They have some rescue. Get this rescue Belgians. In their pasture that they, he's, he's like, they drink 250 da- gallons of water a day and they go through three b- round bales a week. And this I'm is like, why I
0: don't own a draft horse right now. Oh my
2: God. <laughs> they're, and they're giant. They're like one of them. He said one, one of them is 2200 pounds. Oh my gosh. That's so big. And so, uh, they wanted to get some riding horses. And so they adopted to, and somebody oh, referred you can ride them. You
0: the Belgians. It's just a, it's, you need a stepladder. I on. guess they're
2: like rescued from like up in, I don't know somewhere up north where they were like working horses, but they're seniors now and they uh, just needed a yeah. soft landing, and so yeah, they just well, take care of them. them. So they're adopting. it takes friends. a lot of
0: um, willpower and financial resources to take draft horses in as your as your retirement home. Uh,
2: yeah, I it, it it does, and they good just seem like really nice folks. So I was pretty pretty Yay. pleased. Yay!
0: Well, good for you. good for them. They find they find nice homes out with the Belgians. I know, I'm so excited. <clears throat> that's going to look. That's going to be funny seeing those that group. Side and by these side.
2: thoroughbreds are not small. And he, when they walked up, usually people come up to see the thoroughbreds. And and I'm in Oklahoma, and it's kind of like quarter horse world. And I mean, even like Farm Boy when he came back from Wyoming, he was like, I forgot how big these horses were, and they're like, you know, sixteen two. And then these people came, and they're like, oh, my God, they're so tiny. And these horses are 16, too. (laughs) Like, these horses are normal. They're kind of above average, actually. (laughs) But I'm so excited.
0: Well, let's talk. All right. Everybody's waiting. So this is the continuing saga this week. It started on Monday with you having this horse that uh, you couldn't put a saddle on a and box and everything. And, it just and, um,
2: started three and a half weeks ago. Yeah,
0: but I mean, we started this whole saga really on Monday mm-hmm. of, of this chapter. Uh, <clears throat> and then on Wednesday, you got yelled at by Monty.
2: Well, I put, a, I put a rider on. I thought I'd prepped him three weeks to prep a horse for a rider. I put a rider on. It was a yee my god this sucker bucked. He, I, I counted because, again, I have a video. I'm not sharing it with y'all. Uh, he bucked five laps in my round pin, and he's a gypsy banner <laughs> like, 14 hands. He's huge.
0: I did see the video, and it was impressive.
2: <laughs> oh, did I send it to you? Yeah, wow. you did. Shame on me. It yeah, impressive. it's impressive. I mean, it's like, you know, the feet propping, stomp, stomp, so all the way around, bucking, bucking. He, he's not... Athletic enough to like really kick out and up, but he jumped and propped and jumped and propped. Oh my God. So I sent it to Monty Roberts and I said, what can I do? And then he, he calls me. Oh my gosh. I got in big trouble. Big trouble! I didn't know. I, I he's like you should have done this, 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 this. I, I all these things that I've never de- dealt with. That they I I didn't even learn it in the advanced course uh, to use this thing called the buck stopper. I never learned it, and so I'm not comfortable using it. So I don't know how to make it because of course you have to make it, uh, and I don't tie ropes and do all those things very well. So um I we're watching the video. He's like you, you know. Debbie's like watch this video, this video, this. Video video on montyrobertsuniversity.com and then you're going to read this page and from my hands to yours and you're going to go through all this. And I was like, okay, bye. So I'm doing my homework. I have farm boy come up here. I'm like, farm boy, we got to watch these videos and then I need you to help me try to figure out how to make this rope, fangled thing out of this rope. And he like pulls out a knife and he pulls out a lighter and he doesn't smoke and he's like burning the ends of the rope. I was like, where did you get that lighter? He goes, you always have to be prepared. And I was like... We're gonna come back to that. Was he a Boy Scout? (laughs) So he, we're watching this, and 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 it's just on the video, and there's like a a drawing of it in the book, and I'm like, I just have no idea. I'm like still detangling rope, and he's like, "How's this?" Boop, and he hands me one. I was like, "Wait, what are you doing? What is that?" And he's like, "It's a thing. It's a buck stopper." Like, how did you know how to do that, (gasps) Barrett? Were you an Eagle Scout? He's like, yes. <laughs> he's I just like, don't
0: picture cowboys being Eagle Scout. He's an reason. Eagle
2: Scout and he's also worked like the past several summers for a month at a camp teaching kids how to like rock climb and belay and all that stuff. So he's like, yeah, not save your life. Duh. Like, you know, like he talks to me like, I was like, okay, cool. Well, we're now going to start teaching each other things. Anyway, so fast forward, I've got the buck stopper. We start to go to work on him. Um, and I was supposed to have a dummy to sit on this horse, okay? And so I have the bear, but the bear needs to sit up. Buck the bear is one-armed. I can't tie him to the reins because he only has one arm. Tragic accident with bass fishing, I think. Uh, anyway, so Buck has one arm, so he's out. So I got to make a new dummy. So I got a Home Depot and I spend freaking $200 like getting PVC pipes and all these things and uh, bring it home. And I call him Nick and he's headless and he's he's great. He doesn't work. Not a bit. I mean, what, try to put something on a horse where just like a guy made out of PVC is standing up, like terrible fail. And he's dressed and everything. And now he is a scarecrow at my house. He scares me every time I walk outside. So <laughs> 2.0 was a fail. So Monty calls me yesterday or day before yesterday on Thursday, Wednesday afternoon. We do a call and he's like, All right, here's how to make a dummy. So we go over the whole making dummy thing. You gotta take tarps, and you roll them up, and you fold them, and then you tie them, and all these things. And so I do all of that. I'm so excited for today, because then we're going to have an actual FaceTime lesson with Farm Boy, me, and Monty on the phone. going to be great. I show them the dummy. No. No. That is not at all it. Uh... Didn't he know
0: you're not? You don't go to craft class, doesn't he know that? You're not And he's a crafty like, mom? I need
2: somebody to send you pictures. You know what? We're gonna figure it out. He's like, because at this point he's like, I need you to do this, this, this. I'm like, I have to run up to the house and do that. It's fine, we forget it. We'll just move on. Okay, got this horse. I've got the buck stopper, which for those who don't know, the buck stopper is this string rope. By the way, he wants me to always give the disclaimer that you should never attempt to work with a bucking horse unless you've. I don't know. Have him on the phone. I guess that that would be like that would be the only reason anybody should work with the buggy horse if you can have a direct line on Facetime with Monty Roberts at the exact moment you're dealing with it. So, uh, professionals only. I hate to call myself that because I still need him like to hold my hand. So we're on the phone. Put the buck stopper so on.
0: Professionals only.
2: <laughs> yeah. So we've got the thing on, and so it's this rope that goes, it's like a bridle, it's like a bridle, but instead of a bit, it's a rope, and instead of going in uh, in his mouth, where his tongue is, it goes over his gums, like almost where you would put like a lip chain. But it's just a rope. And there's nothing that bothers them about the rope, unless they buck. And so... He says that horses that buck, you know, people whip them or they spur them and there's not a a, a connection to punishment for bucking. So you put the thing under their lip and he's like, yeah, the horses at the end, they might have some, some bruised gums if they buck really hard. He goes, but that's better than euthanasia, which is what happens to bucking horses. I was like, oh, that's really good. Cause it seems weird to be like, I don't know. He, he, and even said, he goes, if there's a better way, I would like to know it. And that would be my way. But as of now, I've only done 700 bucking horses. So this is is how it goes. So he's been, he's fixed 700 bucking horses. He tells me on the phone. All right. So we take horse out. We've got the Western saddle on him. I've got all the things tied. My dummy is a failure. I get him tied over and he's like, You know what? He's like, you just need like a trash bag. Trash bag and let's put some sand in it. What? Okay. So I get a bag out and I put sand in because this, this, my, my tarp now you're dummy. You're shoveling
0: sand into a bag. Yes.
2: And my tarp dummy is such a fail that, like, he's just, he's not sitting up at all. He's flopped over onto the left side of the horse, but his legs yeah, are I'd attached. Like
0: I do, your tarp dummy. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> tarp dummy was a fail. And so he's like, we need to put a bag of sand on the right side. And I was like, Okay, so I'm scooping up sand and he's like, You have the wrong rope you know, I'm like, I am like just, okay, sorry. Uh but, but at the same time, he's helping me every step of the way. I put and we can't get the horse to buck because the stupid dummy is on the side and he's gotta learn to buck before you you know, buck with the buck stopper on before you can put a rider on because he's gonna buck with the rider. So we can't get him to buck. He goes, All right, all right, all right, put some sand in a bag and tie it on the horn down by the right stirrup. I was like, okay, so this is weird. Thank
0: God for the Western saddle and the horn to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: That was the whole. That was the whole point. So we we I tied the bag of sand to him, and I'm like, all right, here we go. Holy moly, that horse bucked. I mean, bucked and bucked and bucked three times, <laughs> three bucks. And he was oh, like, because
0: he had the rope thing, the on, buck right? stop run. Yeah, okay. and
2: he was like, I'm I'm cool with that. I'm good. And I was like. Okay, he was like, perfect, perfect, okay, okay, bring it back in, take all this stuff off of him, and we had to long line him quite a bit, and counter one direction, and then switch direction, you know, so it really desensitized him, because he says a lot of it is the leg. Well, I'm here to tell you that every single thing that horse did, he predicted. He's like, okay, what's going to happen is you're going to send him off to the left, and he's going to do this, and then when we switch him to the right, he's going to do this, and then, lo and behold, I send him off to the left. He does the exact thing. Send him off to the right. Does the exact thing he said. I was like, how do you know? Like, I mean, this guy has fixed these horses for years and years, for, for well, six, seven He's
0: been doing it for
2: Since <laughs> he was like years. three years old, I think. So, but I mean, it's just amazing. And he's like, to me, this horse is such a big deal and so unique and so special to me to have such a difficult horse. And he's like, Eh, you know, like, it's no big deal. Like, to me, he's a scary monster. And to Monty, like, just get up there. He's like, all right, take all that off. Uh, I go, okay, Um, I'm going to put the dummy on him. He goes, just put it on him. And I was like, I couldn't even walk up to this horse with a single in my hand three weeks ago. And you're, you want me to put this giant tarp monster on him? He's like, just put it on him. And I put it on him. He's fine. I was like, what? How do you know all this? Like, it's like he just predicts the future because he's seen it so many times. He's dealt with 700 horses with this problem. And to be fair, that's, that's, that is, oh, that's a lot of these guys. That's a lot of work. We were with this horse. Monty stayed on the phone on FaceTime with us for an hour and a half. He'd be like, all right. Barrett, you go to the horse. Jamie, you hold the phone. (laughs) By the time we were done, he's like, all right, Barrett, I need you to walk up to the horn. I need you to do double clove hitch, half hitch, like a thing. And Barrett's like, okay, do, do, do. And Monty's like, wow, okay. Uh, He's like, and now I need you to do a bowling knot. I need you to take it around, do this. Uh, Okay. And Barrett does it. He's like, dang, that's pretty good. Uh, So the fact that, like, Barrett speaks cowboy not tying tim monty was very impressive <laughs> to him um but it was just amazing so what are we going to do we get the rider on i'm like surely we're not going to put a rider on today like we've done all that we've done a lot i've taken an so, hour of monty's time
0: i just want to rewind a bit so he really only bucked three times with
2: the strap on with the strap on three times okay. three jumps and he's right. like you kind of want him to buck a few more times than that but you know what that's fine and, and the this horse is a little motor, man. He just go, go, go. And he was like, if he wants to canter, let him canter, you know, so on the long lines. So, all right. He's like, Jamie, you hold the horse and I want Barrett, you to climb up on the mounting block. And of course, Barrett's got the helmet on and he climbs up on the mounting block. He's like, I want you to just put your foot in the stirrup, put some weight down, you know, flop all around. Barrett's doing all things just to like blah, 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 all over him, putting weight in the stirrup. And he was like, okay, go ahead and get on. I was Barrett's like, like I
0: did that last. I did that. <laughs> <time.">
2: <laughs> are you kidding? He loves this. Like this <laughs> is awesome to him. So he's like, uh, and I was like, hold on Barrett. before you do, see Monty has a thing of not telling you what you're going to do until you actually need to do it. And I was like, Monty, I have some questions before we do this. All right. Am I unclipping him? What are we going to do with the lines? Like, da-da-da-da. and he answers all my questions. Barrett gets on and that horse blasts off and doesn't buck once. Not once. Canters around. What tr- He's walking, then he's trotting, and then by the end he's cantering around and Barrett's having to move his legs all over and do all this, you know, and move him around. It was amazing. Amazing. This horse I have been prepping for almost a month to have a rider. got one rider on. It was a disaster. And then Monty gets on the phone with me and we've got it fixed in a day. Like, what? He's so amazing. You guys... If anybody questions the, like anything, I have, I, I, I mean, I've worked with him since 2015. Yes, he's amazing. What I saw yesterday was beyond and far above anything I have ever seen in the horse world in my entire life. How he handled that, predicted all of the things, got through all the things and like, oh, okay, the horse wouldn't walk up to the mounting block. He's like, all right, put the mounting block over there, walk him by it and then walk him around, get it closer it. And then the mounting block issue gone. Like, no problem. I, okay. Like, I mean, just so efficient. So all of this, we get the rides. Barrett canters in both directions. He's riding him for quite a while. I mean, it was a, it was awesome. So Monty's like, your homework is, do not ride this horse for the next at least five rides without the buck stopper. He was like, he's going to regress at some point. And I'm like, now I know he's going to do it because he predicts the future. He was like, he's going to regress. Then you just call me back when he does, uh, if he does. And, um... And don't ride him without it, and we'll revisit in a week and see how it's going. And it was just the most incredible display of horsemanship, and like we we finished. I'm, I'm just like I'm crying into the phone. I was like, "Thank you so much. You've just you've changed you've changed lives." And I'll tell you tell you how he changed lives. Number one, my life, because I did not think that I would be anywhere near capable enough to handle. This horse going forward after Monday's episode. I was like, I'm, I, I, can't. I don't know what to do. He's gonna, he, I can't. Yeah, you
0: were ready to ship him back, actually.
2: Yeah, I, I was gonna teach him to drive. I was like, he's yeah. gonna be a driving horse because
0: I, I didn't know what to do. Yeah, you don't want him bucking in the cart either. Well, and
2: I don't <laughs> so. want him bucking off my rider, and I don't want him hurting himself, and I certainly can't send him back to his owner and be like, mm, yeah, I, I could get on him, but he only bucks three times, and then you, you know, I can't be like he's fine for you to get. Get back on. So he changed my life. He changed the horse's life because the horse may actually be a productive member of society at this point and not just a sponge on his mom. This, this woman has spent so much figuring out back and must, she's done muscle biopsy and all. I mean, she's just done everything to get this horse right. Uh, and the third life he changed, he changed Barrett's life. And I'll tell you why. Farm boy Barrett has only done horses in Wyoming, cowboy style, you know they they break them by you know you get this you put them in the round pen you put the saddle on them you run them around and you put it get on them like the, you and you ride the buck out and that's what they've done in the Wild West and still do traditionally. I mean, it's a lot less violent than it ever was. They was like it's never violent. It's just they never take their time with anything. And the ones that are super buckers get sold, you know. So he changed. My life, the horse's life, the owner's life and farm boy's life, because as soon as we got done, you know, he gets off, we say goodbye to Monty. He looks at me and we just give each other a high five. Like that's what we do when we, when we actually like nail something, high five. So he gives me a high five and he goes, well, I now know why you guys got letters from the queen. He goes, I bet she really likes his stuff. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, she did. She really liked it. Was he was funny. like, I've never seen anything like that. And I bet the queen really liked it. I was like, yeah, she did. <laughs> and so he's like, that's why you got a letter. You do stuff like that. I'm like, I didn't do anything. I just ran around and got yelled at. He was like, you didn't say, he was like, I, I go, I'm exhausted. I've been standing up. You at least got to sit on the horse. I've been running circles around here. <laughs> no, but it was, I mean, I-, I just, I can't thank Monty Roberts enough. That was so amazing and so just incredible to see that display. And for him to like be in California in his kitchen, At 88 years old and FaceTiming me and being able to, I think God, he had Adam who works for him, like handled all the call and like got us set up and everything. And it was just, it was just such an amazing experience to introduce Farm Boy to this, to fix the horse and get to spend time watching Monty work like that. And, and I was the instructor. I've seen him do it on videos with like those other better instructors, but it was me. And I just learned so much, and I'm just I'm just busting with excitement. Well, and so he's not going
0: to be here forever. So you got to get your learning done because uh, you're going to be in, you're going to be doing all of this with people and showing them how to do it after he's gone. So. Well,
2: what I told Farm Boy is I was like I have learned a valuable lesson. I was like I'm going to teach you things, and you are going to teach me how to tie knots. I was <laughs> like, we now have a mutual deal. <laughs> well, I, I'd be anxious to
0: hear on Monday how, how the continued training goes. Well, that, that's why I can't I mean, do a post-show. Sure just because of everything you said about, you know, about this horse, you know, this lady was not going to send this horse to slaughter. But in other situations, it would happen. Right? That would happen. So, um, and the fact that she can maybe get a horse back she can do something with after spending (laughs) tens of thousands of dollars.
2: I know. I sent her the video, just a clip of it, and she wrote back, Is that my horse? (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Just like, what? Whose horse is that? I'm like, that's your horse. That's your horse. And she was like, that's not my horse. I was like, it is. And she is so excited and so starstruck. And so she's in, man. She was only supposed to be here 30 days, the horse was. And she's like, whatever you need, we will do it. I will keep going as long as we need to. This is incredible. And so she's She's so honored that Monty Roberts like sat on the phone and helped with My her God. horse. It
0: Doesn't happen too often.
2: No, it doesn't. I've I've never had this happen. You know where ever. I mean, I've sent him videos and he's yelled at me in other ways. But like for real, like this was amazing. This was amazing transformation. I'm I'm just I'm I'm. Bleh. I just keep keep going on. It was awesome. I'm exhausted physically. Well,
0: take it. Take a deep breath. Uh, we're gonna hear about two other amazing. Uh, one an amazing company and two an amazing individual who holds a world record who happens to be one of our auditors we're going to get to her right after we hear from the amazing kentucky performance products this nutrition minute is brought to you by kentucky performance products the company that simplifies your search for research proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com
2: Commercial feeds are fortified with nutrients such as proteins, vitamins, and minerals. They are made up of a variety of ingredients that provide a particular amount of energy. Most feeds have been designed to address the needs of a certain type of horse. It is important to understand that all feeds are formulated by nutritionists to be fed in specific amounts. When the correct amount of feed is provided, the horse consumes the appropriate amount of energy and nutrients. The feeding directions included on the feed bag or the feed tag are specific to the particular feed and should be followed. When you feed less than the recommended amount of feed, your horse is not getting the full complement of nutrients that he or she may need. On the other hand, too much of a good thing can also be bad. The overfeeding of concentrates can lead to grain overload and oversupplementation, and feeds should never be cut or mixed with other fortified feeds or plain grains because this changes the nutrient profile and can cause imbalances in energy, protein, vitamins, and minerals. If you need to include additional supplements in your horse's diet, choose products that are formulated to complement, not compete with fortified feeds. If you feed a plain grain such as oats, additional fortification may be necessary. Kentucky Performance Product Supplements are specifically designed to complement, not compete with the modern concentrates used by today's horse owners. Each supplement is manufactured to exacting standards in certified facilities using stringent quality control guidelines. So choose Kentucky Performance Product Supplements because the horse that matters to you matters to them. Learn more about Kentucky Performance Product Supplements at kppusa.com.
0: Well, we talked about weird world records the other day on the show. The the Wednesday
2: one was a guy who ran a marathon dressed as a unicorn. that's what it was.
0: Yes. So then the auditors picked up on that, and we found out we actually have auditors that have world records, too. And Allison is on with us today. Allison, you have to tell us what your weird world record is.
3: Okay, so mine is for pushing a stroller. It's kind of funny because I listen to the show every morning, and there's always one piece where I'm like, oh, "That is me. That resonates." with me. But it's usually like the horse is lame or <laughs> <laughs> <It's the> bad <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, I like." Am I that weird? But um, so I had um, I had my daughter, and I was a runner, and um, I was actually away, and I decided that um, I wanted to go and do this half marathon race. So I put her in the stroller. Went down to the race and like sure it's okay that I push the stroller, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's totally fine. Super flat race, and it's actually pretty easy to run with a stroller when it's flat, not so much when it's hilly. But when it's flat, it actually doesn't change that much, right? So um, I pushed her in a stroller and ended up that at the end she was waking up, and I was like, oh my god, you know, like, I got to get in and see this baby. So I ended up just like hauling it in and um, ended up passing everybody and getting to the finish line first. And the guy behind me was like, oh, my God, you have to be like the fastest stroller, stroller runner in the world or whatever. And kind of went as a joke, right? And I was like, what if there is a world record for that? And of course, there's a world record for everything. So I looked it up and there was um, one for the marathon pushing a pram, they call it. Um, and it looked like it was something that I could beat. And then there wasn't one for the 10 kilometer, but there was on the male side. So um, it's a funny thing with the Guinness world record. It's not so much about necessarily, I mean, there are some amazing records in there, but it's, a lot of it is just like seeing that there's that gap. And then, you know, if you're able to do it, it's more just like paperwork and documenting and stuff like that. So I ended up doing the, um, ended up doing the 10K first, uh, just as a local one. Um, and it's kind of cool cause they generally for safety, they don't want a stroller running <laughs> with crowds. Uh, because getting run over a stroller would not be so much fun. Um, so they send you off with the wheeled grass first. Um, and, of course, my kid was a ham, and she loved it. Um, and so, yeah, we did the 10K, and uh, she loved that
0: one. And I thought, you know,
3: part of this challenge is being able to keep this kid in the stroller for three
0: hours. Yeah, exactly. I thought of that, too. I was <laughs> like, how do you keep the kid entertained?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. And they're not allowed to come out. You can't take them out. If you take the kid out of the stroller, that's it, right? So they have to stay parked in that stroller for three hours. Oh, wow. Um, And so a lot of stickers. So the entire inside of the stroller must to the finish line. Every picture you see, it's slowly getting like covered more and more in stickers. And by the end, she's like basically sitting in a nest of stickers. But <laughs> um, we went into the marathon, and she was. We taught her the wink and the gun, right? And so, at every aid station, you pass through, and they give you water and cheers and all that. She'd wink and gun, and you know, like it was like she thought they were all coming out for her, so she loved
0: it. Okay, okay. So, how, how, how? what time? I, I got to know the time first.
3: So the, the 10K was 42 minutes, and it's since fallen. I, actually, the lady, funny, the thing is, when you lose your Guinness Book of World Records, they don't, there's so many, right? They don't send you a note mm. that's like, hey, this has been vested or whatever. But the lady that did it, you know, was like, hey, you know, I, I took your 10K record if you want it back. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's bad. <laughs> You're like, get so on your horse.
2: Come on.
0: But you, you have the marathon one, too, right? Uh, what was that time?
3: Yeah. Three three hours and 32 minutes.
0: Oh, that's just disgusting. So,
3: Okay, I have questions. Wow. You know, I just said <laughs> fallen. It's it's
2: amazing. Yeah, I, I have questions. Okay, first first question: uh, How old is your daughter when you are trapping her for three and a half hours in a? I'm assuming it's a Bob stroller because that's like the greatest running stroller of all time. But um, I- yes, yes, exactly. Uh, for anybody I, who's. I'm impressed-
3: Knowledge of uh, running strollers,
2: Jamie. Um. Well, that's because but, yeah, I'm I'm an inventor, and I had to find a stroller that I could push so I could walk my cross country courses. So, of course, I know what the Bob uh, is. <laughs> so, the Bob stroller, yeah, yeah. you got your child locked in. How old is she at this point? Eighteen months. Dear God. So
3: big enough that you could talk to her and sing, and and you know, like have a, a conversation. Like old enough so that she could be entertained for the length of it, but not so old that she's like, I want to get a walk, you know? So it was kind of like, I picked kind of the perfect age. And you also don't want them to be too heavy when you're picking your child for stroller running. So it's a delicate balance of like weight to like brain development.
2: Did you give her like an iPhone or something to play with? You know,
3: I didn't because it was back then it was like 2012. So I don't know how, I can't even remember when iPhones came out or anything But she just had a really big sticker pad. Okay. And some snacks. And we just sang. And, you know, when you do these, like, so we do, like, training runs. And she'd come on all my training runs and just sit in the stroller and we'd sing, whatever. But at a race, there's, like, people, like, cheering and things. And so it was a lot easier, actually, in the race environment than it would be, like, in a training environment where it's just kind of boring to sit in the stroller. Yeah,
0: she had things to learn. But I will say, yeah.
3: Right? Yeah, but I will say for people that are, like, Should I, like, carry my baby on hikes or, like, strollers or whatever? If you are into horses, like, you cannot get my children off horses now. Like, they just want to, like, they wake up in the morning and they're like, can we go for a trail ride? And you can hardly get them to turn around. And then you get back and I'm doing chores and they're sitting on their horses in the field. They like being carried around. So it's, it's a pretty, you know, smooth transition from being a stroller baby to being a
2: horse kid. Oh my God, you're so cool! Number one, like I'm just gonna like have a baby and then go run like Forrest yeah, Gump. Like that's crazy. <laughs> I'm feeling uh, fat and lazy
0: right now. Honestly. I
2: know, and the <laughs> fact that you can keep your child entertained and excited and happy, and you found like a perfect situation for her to be in. My kid, oh my God! I mean, he wouldn't sit in the stroller for more than five ten minutes. But he, then again, he doesn't really want to ride horses, so maybe you're you're onto something. Uh, but then to run <laughs> pushing something and to have... Have Glenn? She's talking about she's running with her child in a marathon, singing and talking and having conversations. I'd be like, <laughs> and
0: finishes in three hours.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. insane. That's amazing. So, so I will how does say that the ahead. pictures? They're
3: like super cheery at first. Like you see my face coming out of the start line, and I'm like all smiles and sparkles. And by the end. It's so hilarious because the finish line picture actually, Emma is winking and gunning because, of course, that's what we taught her to do, and it was hilarious for people. And I am hunched over like a monkey pushing an apple cart. So <laughs>
0: it's not like
3: the whole family with TV. It
0: got harder. Oh, I mean, you only showed us the show notes too. We have a picture. That's what oh. we use in the show notes today.
2: See, I <laughs> nice one. Did you have the finish line
3: made earlier? Yeah, this <laughs> is
2: like starting out. I want to see like the progression of every time they took your pictures, like more and more haggard. Like that to me is real life, but that's not what we put on social media. No, we put no. these beautiful little Hey, And I
0: gotta say too, when you think about it, your your kid now. Is a world record holder, too, or was a world record holder? How many kids can say that?
3: Yeah, she's actually in the, like, gold version of the um, Guinness Book of World Records, her little picture there. So, I mean, it's small. It's a small picture, and she's small and in a stroller. So it's not like you're, like, instantly recognizable. But, you know, it's some sort of claim to
2: fame, right? So how does it work? Like, do you call them, like, hey, Guinness, I'm going to go and try to beat this world record? I, I, I thought I heard there's, like, paperwork involved.
3: Yes. The paperwork is really the tricky part. So basically what you do is you like figure out, you have kind of a weird thing, like pushing a kid in a stroller, and then you go in and there's certain records. So like I come from a running background. So for us, we think like 5k, 10k, you know, half marathon, full mile, and then all like the mile. Um, and so they have those, um, but they do not have, no, they don't have 5k, which seems weird as a runner. Um, but they do have like two pers- like. Two kids strollers, and then like three kids strollers, and then they have like um, maneuvering around cones with a stroller. Like, so they have some very obscure ones, and who knows who it is in the office that sits there and says, This is a record and this isn't. Like, you know, slaloming around cones is, but a 5K is it. Um, And so you just kind of find the record that is something that's going to work for you. Um, and then if it's pre-existing and you can beat it, that's like the easiest one, right? And then there's just some paperwork and they say yay or nay. And then, you know, like for my case, I had to have videographers and photographers and I had to have chips and the race director had to like say that they were going to keep an eye on me and stuff like that. And then I had to get statements and videos and all that and send them in. And then they review them and send you a certificate. And the other route is that somebody comes and like accredits the event and that's a very expensive route but that's like the one that you see on tv where they're like instant world record you know um but that's certainly not the case and like us like regular folks um guinness attempts is that it's like a 12-week kind of generally to cool. go over all the paperwork and stuff like that. And it's a lot of documentation. How
0: so. cool is that? But yeah,
3: it's, it's like, if you can find, totally. And it's like, if you can find one, like if you want to Guinness book of world records, let's do a book, find one and then, you know, do the paperwork and there you go.
2: Glenn, <laughs> what would be your attempt at a Guinness oh, book God. of world records? It's
0: certainly not running a marathon in any way, shape or form. Um, Pushing or pulling or doing anything in a marathon. That's not happening. Uh, well, you know, we might, we were going to look it up. We might hold a, a Guinness World Record for the number of hours that a person has podcasted. We probably hold that one now. We should, we should apply.
2: Cause I have one, yeah, I have I one skill. That I'm looking on Guinness to find and I can't find it. And this is something they would probably love. And I used to be able to do it in like 19 seconds. Uh, But I can't, I'm sure I'm not awake enough to do that. But I can name all 50 states in alphabetical order in like, on average, 22 seconds. So yeah, can you you've see done it
0: on the show? It's amazing.
2: Yeah, I, I think I could probably hold that. What do you think? Glenn, should I give it a go? I need Allison. You're the paperwork. Uh, you've been through this before. I need you to see if that's a record. Okay. I
3: can listen. <laughs> and i to the podcast.
0: Speed, of uh, the- state, speed. What, what do we call it? Speed, state
2: exactly i can't (laughs) fastest time naming all the states in alphabetical order like that's the thing that's uh, apparently
0: perfect perfect
2: that's crazy no i i just that's so cool you identified something you're like "Mm, i'm gonna beat that i'm gonna go i'm just like that's so cool you're like in the guinness book of world records that's so awesome yeah
3: no it is totally cool because it's one of those things that i think we've all grown up with and been like wow like these people are freaks. Like, look at them and they're like amazing abilities or, you know, like just really like unique things. But some of them are not all that unique. And I think if it's like it's one of those things that you have something like being able to name states or doing like a lot of podcasts or whatever, there's probably going to be, um, you know, some little niche piece that you could pick up and get yourself in the book. Right. Yeah, Glenn, I'm, I'm looking you at just...
0: podcast records now and I think we probably could, we could probably apply and have one already.
2: With your, uh, doing the yeah, the no, marathons, radiothons. hmm
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like now you got me thinking.
2: For, There's
3: <laughs> probably a few, Glenn. Like, don't go for one. You go for half the book. Like, <laughs> like half the section, right? Like, yeah. Well, you get Allison, whole section.
2: what is your daughter's name? And you have to say hi to her. So her name is Emma.
3: And uh, I definitely will. She listens to the podcast all the time. I actually said to them yesterday, I was like, Guess who's going to be on horses in the morning? And they're like, Karen Chatton. And I'm like, no, I'm <laughs> What'd you do? But, What'd you uh, do? And they love it. And they listen. Wait, are you an endurance uh,
2: rider as well?
3: I am, um, kind of. I, I'm trying. I, so I've done a few 50 miles now. But. Um, it is surprisingly hard to ride a horse for 50 miles. Like, for me, running 50 miles is not that big a deal. Riding 50 miles, everything hurts. And, and so people are like, oh, if you're fit, it's no problem. I'm like, I'm pretty fit, and it hurts. Like
2: It's a problem. So have you ever thought of doing hurts. the ride and tie?
3: You know, I would love to. We don't have it here in Western Canada, really. Uh. Um, but uh, I'm, I keep bugging the endurance community that they have to bring that here because that's something that, I think would bring a lot of people to the horse That's community, right up your right? alley. So, like, I don't think a lot of people, right? I would love it. Or the Equathon. So I'm really, really hoping, you know, or maybe we'll have to take some little trips down to the States because that really is, that that would just be amazing.
2: Okay, question for you. And if this is going to take a dark turn, don't to, to give me something <laughs> fluffy. Um So <laughs> I find that when I have run or ridden my failed attempts at endurance, which I did a couple of five-mile rides on like, that sucks. Uh, but I would like to say to running, like you have to, your brain has to be in this space to do it. And I find that like when I'm riding, just even riding your brain, like mucking stall, your brain like goes to all these weird places. And I find that runners typically have like some sort of brain space where they go and they think about something. So what is it that when you're running, what's in your brain?
3: So for me, I mean, it's a lot of, so I've done a lot of obstacle course racing, which is a little different than running because, you know, you're running along through the woods and then you like jump off something and then you like swing from something. So there's always like something coming up. And so for me, it tends to just be very practical. And same way if I'm out on the trail, like doing an endurance ride is it's like, okay, so what am I going to have to grab at the next thing? Okay. So there's a hill coming up, you know, and it's just like very like, in the moment, kind of practical, and that seems to work for me. I don't really like have a lot of brain space. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> after having two children. So, <laughs> like, just feel like all I have to take care of of me. Like that's it's just about me right now and my horse, and it's just so simple, right? Well, that, and so straightforward. So, you know, like, if lesser. you're in a
2: marathon so, like, and you're running, are you like, I'll just have to make it to that stop sign. All I have to do, it. and then you get to the stop sign, you're like, yes. now I need to run to that tree. I'm just going to run to that tree. That's what I how I run. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, I need to take half a gel here, and then I need to make sure I get to the water station,
3: and I need to make sure that I'm still picking up my knees and still driving back with my elbows, and, like, I'm constantly just, like, thinking, like, what should I be doing right now? Well, not only uh, that, that,
0: God bless you, you have us in your brain every day, that's got to be difficult, so, um, there's that. (laughs)
3: Yeah, wow. yeah no, and I'm even to the point where I like to listen to music and stuff, but I don't do podcasts when I'm riding. Like, I listen to horses in the morning every morning when I go down to the barn and I'm doing chores and stuff. But if I'm riding or running or, it, like, music, is just enough stimulation and, you know, not too much where I feel like there's just too much to think about at once.
2: That's what I do. Same thing. I listen to podcasts during barn chores, and then I, I listen to music when I ride. That's cool.
3: Yeah, it's riding and running are so much the same, like, especially endurance. It's, like, you know, or trail riding. It's just like, you just get to go out there and shut off and just like focus on like those like necessities that need to happen in the moment. And other than that, you can just kind of shut down. I love music. Like that's enough for me, but yeah.
2: You are a badass and I think that you're amazing and please tell your children hello and that we love them. And thank you for joining us and telling us this incredible story.
3: Of course. Well, thanks for chatting with me. And, uh, Thanks for doing what you guys do and making everybody's lives so much better. I don't know if you guys totally realize it, but you know, I know for myself it's like you guys make such an impact to my day, which is pretty incredible if you think about how many people your lives touch. And go and find the Guinness World Records because I wanna see you guys in the next book. I'll buy it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well the, we gotta do it. If you if you end up with the Guinness World Record for saying state's the fastest, we gotta do it on the show. So Yeah. Yeah. We'll and
3: maybe that could be an additional podcast. All right, yes. I'm going to have to start practicing. <laughs> Record somewhere. You get,
0: That's yeah. right. Well, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And, uh, of course, Allison is an auditor. If you want to become an auditor, just go to horsevideonetwork.com and click on the auditor banner. And you, too, will be part of the cool page where we learned about all of this on Facebook. Thanks, Allison. Appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Allison. Thank you. So, so did I tell uh, you, I ever, did I ever tell you I tried out for a deal or no deal? No, <laughs> <laughs> I did. And it's, it's horrifying. You have to, you have to, that's the one where they did the suitcases. And I think Megan Markle was a suitcase girl and, uh, you have to, you go through the line. Now I was doing the radio stuff, so I, I got to go to the front of the line. I didn't have to wait outside for like two days, got to the front of the line and they put a camera on you three, three, three feet from your face. Okay. And they're like, "Okay, do something. Jump up and down and act excited." <laughs> I'm like, "Do something. Like what?" He was like, do like a skill or a talent that you have. You know, like you're you're auditioning. You want to b- grab the producers and get them to uh, uh, get your personality out." And I was like, "I'm just supposed to do this isn't something." America's Got Talent. It's in the Jesus. yeah, exactly. I was like, "Deal or no deal. I've got to do something in front of a camera." All right. I'm going to name all 50 states in alphabetical (laughs) order in under 22 seconds. (laughs) So that's what I did. And they never called. I didn't make the show.
0: Well, we're going to get you the Guinness World Book of Records now. We'll fix that.
2: Yeah, we'll show you deal or no deal. No (laughs) No deal! deal!
0: <laughs> you know, you could have won a million dollars there, but I here only went be because this record holder.
2: Well, this girl, my brother's girlfriend, wanted to try out, and so I was like, "I'll go with you because I can get in front of the line." And we get in front of the line. I do my thing, and she's like, "I'm like your turn," and she's like, "No, I don't want to. I'm scared." <laughs> I was like, "You're dead to me. Like you just made me go through all this. I get the front of the line, and then you chicken out." Yeah, she chickened out. I'll never forgive her for that.
0: Well, Wintech has always made riding easy and comfortable, combining world leading innovations and in high tech materials and lightweight, weatherproof and easy care saddles. It's easy to see why Wintech is the world's number one synthetic saddle brand. The comprehensive Wintech range offers not only cutting edge designs, but improved standards and fit, comfort and performance, both for you and your horse. You know what? It's time to ride. It's time to enjoy and it's time to get a Wintech saddle. Find out more at WinTech Saddles.com. Pay attention. I say
2: pay attention.
0: If you ain't met one
2: by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading.
0: Well, it's a laissez faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse
2: trading. They tell a low down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if the talking in circles and the D-Lane square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading.
4: The horse trading.
0: That's right. It's time for Really Bad Ads. That time of the week when listeners submit ads to us either through Craigslist or Facebook or someplace like that. And uh, we read them and have a little fun. All everybody who submits an ad, whether they make it on the air or not, because there's hundreds of come in. So whether you make it on the air or not, you're counted. You're in the pot to be for the drawing for the prizes. And this month, we have brand new prizes brought to you by Horselovers.com, home to over 120,000 horse products over at Horselovers with a Z.com. Well,
2: how, lo- how much I would love to walk into their warehouse. Like, I'll take you know one what? of it.
0: I've been in Dover's warehouse. And it is the bit, one of the biggest horsey warehouses I've ever seen.
2: Just the smell of the horse lovers'
0: warehouse. It's huge. <sighs> Um, you know, I've been in smaller warehouses. I was also in SmartPak's warehouse, and that one does smell because of all the supplements. <laughs> <laughs> but the prizes this month, WeatherBeeta—the first one is a WeatherBeeta Prime saddle pad and ear bonnet. It's a sixty-dollar value. These are the new saddle pads that have come out uh, from WeatherBeeta. I saw them at uh, Ada when we were there. They're really cool. They come in fun colors, uh, and you know what makes them really good is they have a durable cotton pad with easy wick lining and that helps keep your horse cool and dry and comfortable has a breathable mesh spine for extra airflow and a high wither design allows extra space where it's needed on the wither so they're really cool pad and cool colors and to get a matching ear bonnet with it that's a total value of 60 dollars, and you get to pick your so- your c- shape and your color
2: all right. I love those pads. Um, the next one is the Gatsby Nylon Cooler Saddle Bag with Cantle Bag and Gatsby Nylon Western Saddle Carrier. Uh, the value is 60 bucks. It's an insulated and detachable side coolers that keep your snacks and drinks cold and fresh for hours. Now, that's the type of trail ride I want to do. Convenient zipper top allows you to reach your snacks, <clears throat> beer. With ease while riding, each cooler holds up to 12 12-ounce 12 cans. Yeah, uh, got two eight.
0: six packs along
2: with. Uh huh. Basically, <laughs> I just told you how you know your horse is drunk broke. You can uh, right. <laughs> reach in your cooler uh, from behind and, and slosh through the ice, and then pull out a beer and psh, open it, and then you—that's drunk broke. Uh, then uh, also, then the, uh, you got the Gatsby Western Saddle Carrier. Great for transporting your Western saddle around the showgrounds made to last and offers a full length zippered opening complete with an adjustable shoulder strap and it fits larger Western show saddles as well
0: the other thing is, is this is the uh, last month that they're providing prizes they provided a lot for us this year so far and that's the cool curtains uh, two seven foot cool curtain panels that go over your stall doors and what they do is they help keep about 80% of the sun's heat rays out of the barn and run in sheds it also works on stalls and aisleways and storage buildings and things They whatever doorway they fit into uh, and it also keeps out bugs and birds and provides airflow at the same time so we're going to be Given away uh, two of these; they're valued at eighty-four dollars each. So, we'll be having all of those winners in several weeks. But now we have to do some really bad ads.
2: All right, let's see who's the. The first one comes from. Oh my god, that's so the cute. cutest thing I've ever seen. It's the second cutest <laughs> puppy Jennifer in the world. I to get one. <laughs> It is a, uh, looks like to be a golden retriever puppy, which th- are cute, second only to Basset Hound puppies. <laughs> <clears throat> so fluffy. <laughs> this is the Wasatch Range Eventing of Area 9 Facebook page. Okay. There's a Facebook page for everything. <clears throat> Barn dogs in training in search of their forever barns. AKC Golden Retrievers, guaranteed to cheer you up after your next dressage test. (laughs) They are 1.1 hands high, sound, and love the farrier. Colors from Palomino to Chestnut, Fillies and Colts. PM me and come see them. That's the cutest ad ever! Oh, Rebecca little, said though, "It's so cute."
0: They have little, they have little bandanas on them, and there's footballs and ba- beach oh. balls and everything around them. It's they're
2: really one point
0: one feet tall. Because
2: That's we were trying when we got the puppy, it was it was. Dude, are we going to for our future dog before Chad surprised me with it? Is uh, is it going to be a golden retriever or a basset on puppy? And
0: uh, well, you did get lucky with the cutest puppy ever. Oh my so, god, I mean, there's that.
2: But these guys are so cute too. They're they just are, different. They're cute. So fluffy,
0: yeah. yeah. They're like little little teddy bears.
2: My dog is ears and skin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's what he is. Exactly. And personality.
2: Oh, Homer. I can hear him whining right now. I miss you.
0: All right. Laura sent this one. And by the way, if you send your own audio recording in, you get double the entries. If you do it with an accent other than your own, you get triple the entries.
4: This is Laura Berry from Fallon, Nevada. Um, this is coming to you in my closet because my six-year-old is watching a football game and all my dogs are barking. Um, <laughs> this ad is out of North Texas Area Horse Swap, and I'll try my best at a bad Texas accent. Yes. Bay Paint Mare, five years old, perfect horse to throw somebody on that you don't like very much. <laughs> we'll get the job done every time. We purchased her with the name Carol. Already given to her, but we didn't know she earned it by being a man killer. PM me for more info. So, y'all, the pictures, the first one, the guy is riding the horse. There is no feet on the ground at all. This horse is straight up in the air. The second picture, they're almost running into a fence. He's still on it. The third picture, there's no one on the horse. It's just rearing and bucking. Fourth picture, he's uh, the horse is rearing really high. And he's about halfway on the horse, but one leg's over the top of it. And he's got one foot almost touching the ground. He's still holding on to the reins. It looks pretty bad. And the last picture, he's hanging on to the saddle horn and the cantle. He is touching the ground. One foot's in between both back legs. It looks really bad, you guys. No luck with that.
0: You can fix this one now. Buy it for ten bucks and sell it for ten thousand.
4: What does Carol have to do with
2: the name like the name I didn't understand like where did that go? Where did that come Karen, from? O- maybe, obviously her but, name is Carol and I didn't know it was cause she hated men. Like what? I
0: knew about the Karen thing. I didn't know about the Carol thing. So yeah, if anybody my... knows about the Carol thing, let us know. My
2: dad's <laughs> wife is named Karen. It's appropriate.
0: <laughs> Caitlin <clears throat> sent the following one in. Yeah, Caitlin. and horses in New England. Um... If I whisper
2: she can't hear me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but This is uh, Ponies and Horses in New England, probably out of Facebook. Getting out of horses, do all must go. Papered cowbred weanling, still a stud, XXXX. Cow rope horse with knee chip, 15.3, 13 yolo, XXXX. Kid pony, 13.1, 12, 12 yolo, XXXX. Two Mustang yearlings must have BLM contract. Lowest if the xxxx. I have tack a trailer. Everything else for sale. Located in Connecticut. PM me.
2: What are, are they, they getting out of just putting the <laughs> I X's?
0: I think that's to signify it's for. You're not paying hundreds of dollars. You're paying thousands of dollars, maybe.
2: So two Mustang yearlings for thousands of dollars. Of
0: dollars, yeah. Which well, you can get one for about a hundred bucks at <laughs> the. Just go to the holding pen.
2: (laughs) Yep. Um, Faye sent that's a terrible ad. Faye sent the next one in, and this is the Facebook page. (laughs) Facebook page North God North Georgia (laughs) free or cheap horses and tack. That's a Facebook page. You know, because I like to give away horses and tack on Facebook. North Georgia cheap free or cheap horses and tack three hundred dollars, no questions asked. Oh god. They going to get it gone. 13 to 15 year old gelding. I know he loads in a trailer and is hard to catch in a large pasture. Other than that, my guess is as good as yours. <laughs> Located in Boston, Georgia.
0: I don't know a damn thing about this horse. You just come get it.
2: <laughs> 300 bucks. I ain't going to ask you no questions. <laughs>
0: Do they steal it? How did they end up with the horse? I
2: mean, that's the thing. It's like, why are you asking no questions? Uh... Yeah,
0: there's something going on there. Maybe it was the husband no and no the wife no and soul. the divorced. No I don't... soul.
2: Can't. we got to move on. I'll, just, <laughs> I'll, I'll just this pick it in. apart.
0: Laureen, why didn't you? Laureen, you've been lazy on us? You usually record myself. She was in
2: her car in a tunnel. <laughs>
0: 13-year-old mare, $2,500 in Bristol. I don't know where that is. Uh, 13-year-old sorrel mare. She's broke no kick, bite, or buck. She's been started on barrels and would make a good kid's horse if she wasn't scared of bags. Asking (laughs) $2,500 or will trade for a different horse or colt. I didn't realize there was no punctuation until I started.
2: Bristol's (laughs) in Tennessee, Glenn. And you know what? If if you got a horse that ain't afraid of bags, I'll trade you mine who is. Okay, we don't need to train no horses. to get used to bags, and we just need to get rid of it so we can go ahead and get another one that's broker. So you know what? Here's what people like to do. I have found that if they have a really, really well-trained horse, they really like to trade it for really untrained ones that are unpredictable. That is uh, something that happens all the time here in Bristol, Tennessee. I always
0: thought the bag thing was kind of easy to train, but <laughs> oh well.
2: It takes time Glenn. We ain't got no time. We just want to get on and go, okay? You Let just put Google. a bag
0: and a stick and you rub it all over them. Ten minutes, you're done.
2: Yeah, that's just that simple. You ain't got to <laughs> you know nothing. You I know that,
0: and I'm not a horse trainer. I mean, how hard is it?
2: Oh, there's a Bristol, Connecticut, and a Bristol, Tennessee, and a Bristol, Virginia. So it could be any of those. I don't do Connecticut, though, so, you know. <laughs> uh Debbie sent the next one in, and this is... A Facebook page called Union... God, thank God for Facebook. We'd run out by now. Yeah, we would. <laughs> <laughs> Union <laughs> County... <Craigslist> anymore. <laughs> I know. Every once in a while. Union County, Oregon, free sale and swap. Free, comma, sale, comma, the and today. swap.
0: From one end to the other.
2: Where the heck is... Oh, this is an Oregon. Looking to trade custom Jeep trailer. One, wait two, three. You see the
0: picture. Look at the Oh, picture.
2: wait. Hold on. I had to scroll down. What? <laughs> okay. Think of a like a Jeep Wrangler. I couldn't see the picture. I just was like, that's a weird <laughs> ad. Uh, uh, think of a Jeep Wrangler from like 1992. And what they've done is they, from the bottom of the windshield down the whole front where the engine is, that's gone. It's cut off. And and explain what else has happened here. Well, they
0: kind of put uh, some kind of divider in front of where the engine was. I don't know to keep the bugs out or the wind or something.
2: Looks like a couch.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. And then they put a actual trailer bed in front of that with a hitch and everything. So it truly, you know, when it said it said it's a Jeep Jeep trailer, it really is a Jeep trailer. <laughs> They you can tow this thing, but the rest of the Jeep is intact. The whole body, four doors and the hatchback and everything is intact. They have a couple of canoes on the top.
2: And by the way, I would like to comment on the storage of the canoe. Yes, you think of a a Jeep with canoes on it and you think, okay, well, the sensible way to put the canoe is straight ahead, you know, front to back, north to south. They've got the canoes stored on the trailer sideways. Yeah.
0: I kind of think a tractor trailer coming the other way is going to take it out.
2: Uh huh. (laughs) Uh huh. Yeah, these things are gone.
0: If you look closely, they have the hatchback open on the Jeep. They made it into a camper. There's a bed back there with drawers and.
2: Let me explain to those who are (laughs) wow, this sounds amazing. This is garbage.
0: Yeah. So don't
2: don't be like wow, that sounds so cool. They've converted it. it's not one of the cute conversions. It's like they've got drawers in there and they threw like a mattress on top of it with like some dirty. How is this legal?
0: as a trailer i don't know maybe it's not You're you right.
2: know what that's why they had to open the hatchback so they ain't got no tag glenn
0: <laughs> anyway sharon said this that was that was, a, that was uh, awesome. we have never seen one of these and that's hard after all these years how to do you cut the seen. front
2: end of a jeep off
0: with um some kind of saw
2: <laughs> thanks science guy wow
0: glad i could help
1: I don't this tie knots Sharon, and you don't and do science. I'm reading an ad that I actually read Tools. about a year and a half ago. Um The ad disappeared, and apparently the mayor hasn't sold in the meantime because the ad is back again. And even though neither the mayor nor I are from the south, I'm going to read it oh, in a uh, southern drift accent, which I call southern drift because it just kind of drifts all over the place. <laughs> so here we go. We have a buckskin, 14-hand, sport pony, Mustang mare, dressage prospect. And she's listed as a buckskin, but they also call her a dunskin and say she has champagne characteristics and has produced a Silver Bay Colt. The text reads, serious inquiries only. We only show our horses in person, no videos. This mare is drop dead gorgeous and has already produced a Silver Bay Pinto Colt by our Lusitano stallion. That is stunning. And yes, she looks like the photos and the photos were we'll taken June 14th, 2022. She is fit and tidy. Free jumps with excellent form and tidy knees and 10 mover. She is very sweet and all the hard work is done and been backed a few times but I had to take time off. Do not want to bother with people who are not serious. Please see my website for more photos of my horses. Ties Bay trailer is good for ferry and tacks up with no issues. Sound and healthy and has had best of care. Clean legs and great feet with excellent confirmation. If I get her finished up more, I will double her price. She is exquisite and i Raised her from a youngster. Want my fair price or we'll breed her again by end of summer. And what, may you ask, is her fair price $12,000? That's right. For this green brood broodmare, you can have her for the low price of (laughs) $12,000. Line up, everybody. And that Uh, is all.
2: I'm going to be honest. I didn't really hear any of the ad because I was just enjoying. Now, Laura did an accent, too. She got tripled the injuries, but Sharon sounds like, and I mean, no disrespect because your normal voice is wonderful. She sounds like, like when she's doing that accent, like she has some sort of speech impediment. She did. She
1: did. She <laughs> that did. was awesome.
0: And Triple it did drift entries. a bit. She was right. It drifted a bit. That's but
2: awesome. That's awesome. Was,
0: I got really lost at the beginning of that ad about what co- color this horse really was because there were so many colors mentioned. I, I
2: don't know. Champagne. I don't know what the <laughs> heck you're talking about, Sharon.
0: And sometimes <laughs> when the, the truly Western people get started on the color th- and breeding thing, I'm totally. I'm just. I,
2: well, I'm it's gone. a peppy sandbar badger docolina. <laughs> Noodle. They don't
0: understand it. They get it, but I'm lost. Uh, Jess sent this one in. This is WNC Equestrians' Facebook page. I have no idea. Herbicide sprayer. Get them pasture fields under control with some herbicide. I charge $25 per acre to spray your fields. Message me to get on my schedule this fall before I done fill up.
2: Okay. Let me point out that... You're spraying water on a field if you can do twenty five dollars an acre. I know that is true. We go water near pastures. (laughs) I'm gonna walk around and just spray water on them because uh nothing ain't no twenty five dollars per acre. And oh my god, we paid a
0: lot more than that just to have the fire ant spray put on our fields. Yeah.
2: Okay. I want to know where
0: WNC Western North Carolina. Don't know.
2: I don't know. Uh this was one oh look I I sent it in a couple weeks ago and here it is. It's a an ad that I found. Actually Dang, I you just, get
0: quadruple the entries if you read it in an essay. I will.
2: Uh you know what I do want those cold curtains so I'm going to go for it. Um <clears throat> this is actually an ad that I saw a friend post on Facebook cuz they shared it cuz it was hilarious and I was like I need that so I stole it. And this is a Facebook page, somebody's personal page, and this is in Merton, Texas. And it's a for sale. This golden pony boy was built in 1958, long before, and this is, by the way, it's like a, a beautiful old 1958 truck. The golden it's like golden trucks, old
0: pickup trucks that everybody likes because of the curves. Yes, yeah. it's
2: awesome. Okay, yeah. this golden pony boy was built in the nineteen fifty eight, long before men's skinny jeans, white claw, and Florida Georgia Line ruined our country. <laughs> <laughs> Why Florida Georgia Line? Where did that come from? <laughs> There's a yeah. People that like country don't like them because they're all like but (laughs) You heard the name. You heard the saying they don't make them like they used to. Well, this is the truck that they was talking about. This bad boy with a 327 motor will turn more heads than 1989 Pam Anderson doing that slow-mo Baywatch run. (laughs) (laughs) If you... (laughs) If you own this truck... Chicks would dig you even if you work for the IRS and live in your mama's basement. <laughs> <laughs> it's custom from and to and and runs like secretary with his tail on fire. If it's any sweeter, you would have to lock it up so Biden.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I forgot to say that. If it was any sweeter, you'd have to lock it up so Biden wouldn't sniff it. (laughs) You only get one chance in a lifetime to be the envy of the county when you get a blizzard of the DQ in a classic like this. (laughs) Don't blow it. That too. (laughs) Don't you blow it? Price is about as firm as a Motel Six mattress.
0: Every cliche in America is in this ad. I'm crying <laughs> to agree
2: that. You can DM me for more info, only if you're not a creeper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will say this is a beautiful truck, and it's it is the truck that every farm girl in the history of farm girls has wanted to own. See,
2: I, Chad knows this is like my dream vehicle. Except would not be this to, color.
0: It's kind of a tannish.
2: Oh, I would have this thing painted like yeah, like it's aqua be red blue or some
0: yeah uh, i'd have like teal
2: but the thing is and i, I he's like you so someday we'll get you a truck like that i was like no 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 i don't actually want one because i can't fix it it will just be broken all the time because these things break and that's why people keep them and they have to redo them all the time i'm not qualified i said here's what i want i want just a day of driving one if you could rent one for a day that'd be nice i'll God, do that these
0: things have to have a stiff clutch don't they
2: I don't care, Glenn I drive stick all the time. And I'll they figure have the it big out.
0: they have the big it's probably a three speed on the floor with the big, big, long handle.
2: I want to yeah. drive a truck where my i'm I'm you my hands are on the steering wheel and there, it's like wider than my shoulders, well, you yeah, know you like know, if you,
0: when I first started driving, the pickup trucks had the big steering wheels, and yeah. oh God, I miss big steering wheels. I, I wish like they put big steering wheels back on trucks. Trucks should have a big steering wheel.
2: Bring big steering wheels back. (laughs) We need a petition to
0: Ford because, you know, these little steering wheels, they have all the crap on them, okay, but you can put crap on a big steering wheel.
2: You know what? I I need a bigger steering wheel because I can't drive my truck with my knee when I'm trying to do some
0: (laughs) the big steering wheel and it's true those first trucks that i drove the steering wheel came down to about your knee you
2: I could got barely fit your legs under the steering wheel i got snacks to eat i got texts to send i got to take that's care so. of my baby All and i shifting. need to drive <laughs> shifting but i need my knee on the steering wheel don't reach
0: that's when they used to have uh they used to have a place for your cigarettes too they used to have the ashtray
2: oh you not uh, have that anymore too. Do they make ashtrays anymore? Cars. You know what? I'm going to tell you a secret. If you get in a plane and there's an ashtray in it, <laughs> it's an old it's an ass old plane. plane. <laughs> <laughs> that sucker's like been around a few times. By the way, before we
0: go, we have to do a big congratulations.
2: Oh, I'm so excited for him. He's so much happier I'm being captain. I'm trying to find captain.
0: congratulations music. In
2: oh, a, okay. Nothing. Uh, yeah, Chad actually with all his training and all his stuff is completely over. He left yesterday on his first ever solo captain trip. Now he gets to come home oh, complaining. Well, I mean, he has a first officer, but like oh, okay. we, we, the last captain flights he was making had to have like a check pilot with him. Like, cause they really, they stay with you for a long time until they know you got it. And uh, so this was the first time he shows up as captain with no babysitters, and so it was kind of a big day. So he gets his choice of meal. He gets the steak, Glenn. He's (laughs) finally going to get the steak.
0: Not the spaghetti.
2: Not the pasta. (laughs) You know what?
0: We do have a congratulations. Chili would like to congratulate Chad. Oh.
2: (laughs) How appropriate!
0: Uh, Isn't that appropriate? I think that's appropriate. Congratulations. And, you know, I was joking when we were there that he's now a double captain. Uh, because he was a captain in the military, now he's a captain in, in civilian life.
2: Yeah, so he was a captain, captain in the military, and then he went he went higher than that. Yeah. He than <laughs> so that. he didn't talk about that. Yeah. I'm mad I don't at think me you can captain. go higher
0: than captain in the Civil Air Patrol, can you?
2: Uh, no, yeah. I don't think so. You can be like the CEO, that's yeah, probably can, higher. Like, get an office job. But <laughs> as
0: far as in the plane, captain's it. So no, captain's a,
2: the guy. So when yeah. when you walk into a plane, there's a guy on the and this is a, people always ask me what is the difference between what he did and what he does now. And so there's two guys that fly a plane. There's a guy in the right seat. That's your first officer, and the guy in the left seat is a captain. And they say, what's the difference? And I'll ask you this: Ask me what's the difference.
0: What's the difference between the two guys in the two
2: seats? Have you seen that movie, Sully? So no, I've always
0: wanted to, and I never
2: have. But you know you know what the story is. Yeah, he
0: crashes into the Hudson.
2: Okay, who was their first officer?
0: Don't have any idea.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what the difference in a captain and a first officer is.
0: <laughs> so is the captain also the one responsible for dealing with the drunks and kicking them off the plane? And all
2: oh, that they do everything. <laughs> I'm going to let you talk to the captain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you're vaping well, okay. in the bathroom, you're going to get talked to by the captain. Does by he the get way, a raise,
0: at least, do you get a captain raise?
2: He does get a captain raise.
0: Oh, good. Oh, Mom's
2: cool. getting good. indoors someday. <laughs> like, you should be captain. It's funny I know you're spending arena. his captain raise money. I'm like, I'm like babe, that's going to be gone as soon as it comes in. I just want you to be aware. <laughs> <laughs> go play golf. I'm going to well, go congratulations. get a couple of
0: I did. I did text him yesterday and congratulate him on being double captain. Does that, that nice. if he's a double captain, does he get to have double the amount of stripes?
2: He actually went from three stripes. If you you're walking through the airport and you see a pilot, if he has three stripes on his either shoulder or uh, if they're wearing their jacket around their wrist, that's the first officer. Four stripes is the captain. Uh. Those and by the way, those are the ones that the flight attendants hunt. so
0: they're making the most money
2: yeah they make more money you gotta go with the captain (laughs) why would you date a first officer so now it's on like Donkey Kong I'm gonna have to Uh, fight him off what are you
0: gonna do about that do you make sure he has his wedding ring on every time he goes to the airport
2: oh they don't care you (laughs) know what do you want me to tell you should I um, I don't know. Well, hold sure. on.
0: We'll tell it real quick in a post-show. So we will have a post-show. I'm about post to get
2: a little inappropriate. So All right.
0: So hang on, auditors, for the post-show. We said we weren't going to have one, but apparently we are.
2: <laughs> See you all on Monday. I don't know if I want to tell you this. Spade geld Now you have to. Dang, why did I do this to myself? I'm backing myself into a corner every time.